Hello, everyone. This is Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, coming to you with the Ask LFC podcast. Uh, we encouraged Harrison to take a little vacation with his family here at the end of the summer. So it's me today in episode 22, and we're going to get right down to business because I have a guest that I'm anxious for you to get to know. My guest today is Sam Frowine. Sam, uh, hello. Hey, Mike. Good to be with you today. It's good to be with you today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, friends, uh, Lake Forest friends, what, what's fun about this, this uh, podcast, Sam, is we're not trying to be worldwide, international, five bazillion hits <laughs> or listens. Yeah. We're, this is sort of micro to the people who really lean in and love their church, Lake Forest Church specifically, and, uh, and are, uh, are in on. Uh, where are we headed and amplifying maybe some of our messages or things that we're working on and getting to know people in Lake Forest. So, so friends, you need to know the Sam Fro on everything I just said. He's one of those. I, I can't even summarize Sam and I's friendship, uh, except to say it began when he and his wife, Velda, were part of the original 42 launch team of Lake Forest Church 22 years ago. And then a year into it, Sam became one of the five founding elders along with me. And Sam, we've journeyed a lot of discerning life on behalf of the church, shepherding specific people together. Uh, and over the time, we've become friends and collaborators in ministry. And you've even kindly allowed me to collaborate a little bit on your work, which I appreciate. Well, you can't not consider you a collaborator. You're a, a big part of the shaping of the thought that is on the on the sacred side of how I look at life. So for sure, it's, it's, um, we have the privilege of, of relationship and I do thank you for inviting me into the, the virtual living room, so to speak of, of the family that, that I belong to. Isn't, isn't it interesting? You just said 22 years, 22 years, I guess is, is, is that how many things have happened in that 22 years and, how many twists and turns we've experienced. So now a part of I'm suspecting we're gonna be talking about is, is what it's like to be an enterprise leader in, in, in the world today. And, and we ought to have some perspective on that. That's right. It's always so curious because every time it seems like, oh my gosh, this is so brand new. But yes, that, uh, we've done Sam, a lot. <laughs> and Sam, that's right. I, I've watched you. So our focus today is, is particularly enterprise leaders and business people mm -hmm. who have a heart for God's kingdom. What is, uh, what, uh, how are we handling leading people and enterprises through this pandemic? And the reason I've asked Sam to come here is uh, not only have we helped lead the church together, but Sam has been an owner and an active investor in more than a dozen businesses and enterprises over 35 years. Uh, he is, he does hold a doctorate in psychology and then applied that into actually building enterprises and enterprise leaders. Chair, Sam is chairman of three companies, the Sam, uh, uh, the, uh, Sam Frowine companies. The focus of Sam's work is coaching business owners who are crossing the chasm that separates entrepreneurs from true enterprise builders. Sam wrote a weekly column in the Charlotte business journal for uh well over a decade uh and is recognized as a leader in his field and so um that's why we've invited him here uh 
And so, Sam, what hmm. business owners come to you all the time right. for coaching, training to either uh, they're launching an enterprise or they're stuck and they need to rethink how to get to the next levels in, of, of an enterprise or they're broken hmm. and, and you come in and help them. So we're at a, a broken place in our society, as you mentioned. You and I were started leading the church with others, and in 2001, we had 9-11, and we, we, we had to lead uh -huh. the people of God through that crisis. 2008, 2009, the Great Recession, we, we were part of shepherding people through that crisis, and now here 10 years later. Sam, you know what? I'm, I need to figure out a way to retire before the next <laughs> world crisis, which is evidently going to be about 10 more years from now. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, I I don't know, you know, Mike, I think uh, you, you've got the name Moses. I'll reverse that around. You know, I, I remember sitting in those years and, and running into the scripture where, where I, I in, in some way, my narrative of how it worked, Moses and Joshua hanging out and looking at what was ahead. And Joshua was a fairly old dude. I think he may have been in his 80s and, and, and they had yet to go into the promised land. And Moses just reminded them really through God. Uh, that you know, just get ready. Uh, this retirement deal isn't isn't uh, doesn't have the benefits that you thought, but there's a, there's a whole lot greater thing ahead. But you really, I, I love it that you reference this right back to recession because recession is a time when those who were around had a had a profound something that happened to them that that uh, they can. That's as close a, uh, of a transformation as you could get to the depression they remember the great what happened in that and they also see uh we're entering in right now into a an era of time that is epic in in its power and so i think it's it's an interesting time that we're asking what are the questions on the minds of of people that are in that leadership role particularly business owners so uh, what are so sam what questions are you <laughs> hearing from business owners, yeah. business leaders? What are they wrestling right now with the pandemic, with social unrest? Or what questions should they be wrestling with? Would you suggest they be wrestling with? Yes, well, I think uh, you know, the, the, the questions are, it depends on, on which frame of mind one is coming at it. You know, as humans, we human people, we, we go naturally to uh, whether we're of faith or not, we go naturally to what do we need to do to survive? And what is this that, what's this that's going on when I can't get my bearings? And people are, are, are groping and you know, grasping for what it is that, that is really going on here. You know, I, I, I saw a, a quote and I, I happen to have it under my nose by someone who was uh, describing the way to think about this world, you know, it, the, it's, it's like a dust storm where the path is, is unclear and a, a misstep is likely. And the best thing we can do right now is just acknowledge we don't have the answers. So the questions and answers, there's an element of, of that, that we, we all have a, a sense of what is going on, what is going to happen. And, and we're absorbing so much disruption and and there's a certain amount of fatigue in that so i suppose when you get to the top of the enterprise and you're trying to understand what we are to do we're balancing between how do we survive what do we have to do to recalibrate ourselves and then there's now you're going to eke back to 
uh, one of the things that I think begins to mark the difference in perspective that's given with maturity of, of at least uh, seeking, seeking God's direction in it is, and what are we to do as leaders to, uh, to take our responsibility and moving on it. I think a fundamental thing, I just, I, I don't think I answered that very well, but I am going to get the challenge with it is that there aren't simple answers, I but know. there are powerful answers. There's a powerful answer. I want to give you one of the things that I think is a, a promise that I want to make sure if you hear nothing else in this, okay. that I'm talking about to your audience of any, whoever it is, is that God is moving in this. And a, a person of faith really just, when one sits quiet, whether it's in the car or quiet in the morning, asking, what am I to focus on now, God? And where do I need strength and courage to be able to get through there? And where is the deceiver working? And and where where could I use a little mercy, a little more mercy now, Lord? And there's a little bit of that that I just, that's so simple that that's really what God wants us to do. I'm, I'm certain of that because in there is the place that ties to being faithful, that all the time God is working and shaping in things. And Sam, in this, yes. You just said two important things to me as a, <laughs> a, a leader of yes. our enterprise, so to speak, yes. uh, and a, a leader of people that, that I'm, I imagine will hit everyone else who's responsible for other people and their resources and economics. You, yeah. it, it is very freeing for me to hear from a trusted mentor yeah. like you to um, acknowledge the uncertainty mm-hmm. and acknowledge our limitation during this time mm-hmm. uh, and to just own that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even in front of my people, you know, I'm mm-hmm. uh, Sam, I was so full of, exciting plans for this fall. Uh, we were ready to bring back our, our, our treasured mm-hmm. sermon series of all time here, Hope in a House of Blues, where we bring in national blues artists and yeah. folks just love bringing their friends to that. And it's this blues mm-hmm. mashup worship. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know when that's going to happen now. And, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and instead, I had to learn early in this pandemic, instead of mm-hmm. trying to scheme Mm-hmm. how and when are we going to make that happen? Just mm-hmm. let it go for this period of time. You also then told me something very focusing mm-hmm. as a leader to daily ask that simple, uh, it's a short-term question, mm-hmm. uh, the way you phrased it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super helpful. Can you help me understand or mm-hmm. us? So translate that to yeah. a business owner or a department yeah. head Yes. Interacting mm-hmm. with their people day in and day out, employees, clients. Mm-hmm. How, what would the embracing the uncertainty and not acting like we know what's coming next? Yeah. And just being open with God about the humble question of what's today you're calling on me, or I, I'm not sure if I recall yes. that correctly. I, I, How getting, would that translate to interacting with your people? Gonna, I'll translate it in a literal uh, place. Uh, yeah, one of the byproducts of this era of time in my respective companies is that I have, uh, I have joint ventured collaboratively with one of my clients that is a part of my platform. And we have, we have uh, developed an innovation lab for business model rethinking. 
because it's in fact what what and we call it reveal and and maybe that'll give you a glimpse practically of what okay. is needed in the what is it we have to do so let me start with a presumption and that is that i believe that there's 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 abundant evidence that every one of us who are living life can see and that is that we are going to not be the same on the other side of this 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 uh, era of time adjusting through the pandemic and so out of that equals um, all sorts of a very uh, interesting and opportunistic parts of business model remodeling and and individual remodeling so back to the lab in a simple and succinct way there's the front end of it's called revealed and on the front end of the revealed you 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 search and discover who are we what are we and it, it it kind of reminds me of scripture i just happened to sit one of my favorite is in ephesians 4 1 when it when i've always it's one of the cards lead a life worthy of your calling for you've been called by god hmm. well you go back to a business and any other every business has something if they'll stop and and give pause they'll begin to see what is it that we're called to do what is it we love doing how do we get to and then the other side of this you're searching for the essence the essence of what you are are made to be and that no one can take away from you i can go back to the to the times when when i sat with uh, with an overhead over, over top of me all of the business had had basically uh, uh, just just wrench back out of, again in the years of the of the recession that you were describing and they were a year a period of years much slower circumstance but it was it was indeed the same reality and in fact what you also described common to that was that you had a lot of losses going on one of the collateral damages of the last uh, uh, dramatic shift was brokenness that had bitterness all around it. And we saw things that we had to let go of, that we had attached to, and we had to learn how to unattach and do so healthily. And therein was the healing salve that also birthed uh, uh, the opportunity of beginning to shift what I was gonna depend on. And you have brought that forward, I know you have as a leader, because I know you and I know healthy leaders have learned to adapt and adjust and get get back to their feet. One of the fascinating things about, and I don't want to miss it. You've we have so many things that to cover in this, but I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to the lab. Before I go back to the lab, I'm going to talk to, about exactly what Lake Force is to those who are in the family and okay. in the nest of it and have entrusted it. And entrusting is key. One of the things we have in common with the world, never before in my lifetime have I seen, is that we all in the world have been have been shocked our system which gives us a sense of commonality oddly enough that allows us to to realize that we're not just the only ones who sit in this we're in a world now that is shifting and shaping and out of it you have to get out of some of the letting go or, or excuse me some of the the grieving and the pain which you have to kind of go through but you also have to stop and and that's where what is god doing is so healing there is a real hope that's emerging and if you stop and look at it 
you, you look back at some of the ways that we were pretty attached to, some of the things we were attached to on the road to success were likely things that really didn't have sustaining eternal value anyway. So we have to figure out how to supercharge our healing back to the revealed. So in the lab, in, in, in a very designed way, you have to get underneath what am I made for. And, and this, is, you, this is a process that you, yeah. your company, uh, right. you, you have a ministry armed, uh, a kingdom arm of your work because right. uh, you're a follower of Christ. But your company's main business, this is, a, uh, is this a very specific brass tax process you would take the leaders of a company through? Yes, exactly. kind of yes, it is, Mike, and it is. I, sh I share that because what we're describing, and you, you know, you gave a reference to my background. I am a, uh, you know, I'm I'm a journeyman, and uh, and I just like you, and I'm I'm fascinated by the 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 developmental stages that come with with life, and that's just my. I believe that life stages associated to business enterprise is one of the wisest things we can understand. So we have a right. Mm -hmm to it well in the same way you know you you ask is there right now there is a sequence of process one has to go through it's 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 like a it's like a, a human change process it for sure is and and that's what's implied by radical rethinking of things so yes the first part is we have to get down to the essence of it then in part of that before we transition to the discovery of what is it we are to focus on now and those are a little harder because the market of the world is so disruptive. That's one of the fatiguing things right now. We can't get settled down on the line. We can't get our restart. But we still can see that we're, it's just a process and it's a, it's okay. a pretty big one. But right behind it is starting to discover, discover what we can experiment with as we regroup. Now, obviously, every... Uh, category of business has a different sort of how much of it is reinvention and how much of it is just redeveloping out on the strengths we have already. Um, I, again, I won't be overly that, simplistic. Two, like that Just it. those two statements resonate with me a lot, yes. Sam. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Well, it's good because you, you, you're, a, you, first of all, I often compliment you. And I also, you and I have a fiercely honest relationship. We do deep life with each other and we're way more than just sort of uh, acquaintances. So we get it and I watch you because my most important per uh, self-ascribed role is, is paying attention to the kingdom builder of Lake Forest, who is, is to me, our, our, my chosen, my, the leader that I choose to follow as my, my most important teacher, back to what's going on in this process. So you go through the, the discovery and then you begin to experiment in a world where the time and the money and the whole cultural people dynamics, that's that old lifeblood stuff, starts to, it's getting rethought about as, we're, as, we, uh, as we look to shape. But you'll start to see, and this is the blessing to me that I, it's, it's a promise. It's a promise that I believe the Lord gives us, which is when we seek those first questions, which is, what am I to focus on, Lord? And where do you, I need strength and courage? And how am I to bind the fears that are tied to, to the confuser, the one who wants to deceive in this? And that is just the spiritual, when you do that, then you move into the process that's that's the secular process of how we have been designed 
to go through change process, you realize you have some courage to be willing to explore and discover. And that's where the innovation begins to release. And, and there, is, there is always in such a time as this, there will be some, there will be significant uh, new birthings. I'll give you one right away. Uh, the, the great shift, just the generational collisions that we were talking about in, in a year ago, if we were talking, you and I, we'd be talking about the generations of the millennials and the baby yes. boomers and some. And well, I'm telling you right now that there is one of the, the opportunities of the millennials to, to uh, go close to the, uh, the next older generational and start realizing we have to collaborate together. And there's something in this that is, I see the yoking of relationship. And that's at the heart of what has to happen as we move through this. Faith leaders who will step in and their voices will be heard because wisdom resounds around them when they're seeking it, will be the ones who lead through the trust process so that we can collaborate and think. Sam, I invited you here today. <laughs> In part, I wanted my Lake Forest friends to just hear you modeling what it's like to be a business leader who's a, also a kingdom of God, hmm. passion guy, and thinker. <laughs> and so, excuse me, um, I, I want to tell you all a story or two about Sam. Just in terms of, <laughs> of, of just the mod, you hear that S Sam gets to the economics. And business owners come to him because the things that he can help them discover about purpose, about meaning, and then about reinvention will translate to economics if they That's true. If they follow. That's a true thing. It's and, not and mine. So, it's the Lord's way. I tell you. I yeah. Got so it. it's not it's not happy talk. But <laughs> yeah. but what Sam is able to do, he speaks with business owners in a way that is reflective of of where they may be faith wise. Uh, or if they give him a little permission to, to, to even introduce that just a bit. And here's one of my favorite stories about you, Sam, when I began to just know that I needed to learn uh, from you in particular. I had a, this is, our church was maybe three or four years old. And a person who'd never been to our church wasn't in our database, made an appointment to meet with me. And I had no idea it was a name I'd never heard. She came in, said, I'm a business owner here locally. And uh, I've been going through some business coaching to take my organization to the next level. Mm. And my business coach is, uh, uh, is uh, he just made a huge difference in my business, but I'm so, uh, I, I'm so admire how he is as a spiritual person and mm. how that weaves in and out of what he does. Now, friends, Sam is not a guy with a Christian fish beside his name in the yellow pages or so he's a business guy, but he is himself. He is the, the man he is as a business owner and a believer. It just intermixes. He's an integer. He's a whole number. Mm. And, and so this, this business owner said, um, I'm a Buddhist, but I am, I am challenged by the spirituality of my business coach. And so I asked him recently, who teaches you about God? And he said, Lake Forest Church. So I made this appointment. I want to ask you as a practicing Buddhist, can I attend your church? Is that allowed so I can learn about Jesus uh, the way that uh, Sam is following Jesus? Sam, that blew me away. She, she journeyed with us for a number of years before moving away, uh, actually. Yeah. And that just told me a lot about, about how you, you carry yourself and you are a whole person. Um, 
A second quick story, uh, a younger man here at Lake Forest Huntersville these years has really taken off in, as, an in a, as an entrepreneurial leader. He parlayed owning one business uh, as a family into now multiple, and he's just found that that's what he's good at, and it's really fun to watch. And when, when we had a first meal and I was getting to know his leadership journey, I said, well, what, what was really the turning point for you? He said, I was at my lowest of low in the aftermath of the 2008 recession. And Sam Froine spoke at our men's breakfast and talked about what you were just saying. This is the time of reinvention, uh, it, whatever you said. He Thanks. said, it, sure. it changed my entire perspective. I got time with Sam and it set me on the path to, I mean, prosperity, to thriving and helping others thrive. And so Sam, I'm grateful for the way that mm -hmm. you coach people in these ways. Um, Mike, you know, I, I really appreciate those words and, and I, I would want to come back to uh, something that is what others who are listening um, have in, uh, with you and it is that through the, through the um, allowing fellowship in, in, and getting to understand God's word applied to real life, um, it it has the it 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 cultivates it develops more and better disciples, uh, and that's what we desire at Lake Forest. And it's in the same way the mission to more and better kingdom builders. And what you really spoke to was all. Uh, I appreciate so nicely that that there's evidence that that um, I have laid claim on the profound wisdom of God. Um, and I really do encourage anybody who wants things like that. That is the missional piece of our work. My business in, invests and gives the material of the kingdom builder connected to the secular uh, in, on a website called kingdom-builder.org. And it's free. So that's, and, and it's all about that because I'm saying that. And I didn't mean to even drop a website. I had to ask my assistant what what the website was. I don't I don't go to those that, that. but but I just tell that to you because um, God's wisdom is no kidding around, and you don't have to wonder whether you have to. You don't need to preach it. You just Sam, need to follow. what your what your materials do, and and at the end of today's podcast, I want to very firmly point you if you're a business leader to. Okay these resources and I'm going to describe them to you a little bit, but for the moment, what Sam does in person and with company leaders, if they're willing to talk faith at all, but then what he does in his ministry side that he, I've, he's allowed me to be part of developing, which is a great honor is, uh, and, and what I say when I, I'm, uh, every now and then I meet with small groups of business owners at Lake Forest and we go through material that Sam has developed. Uh, and I'll say, this is me sitting with you helping i'm sort of repenting of many years of guys like me we preach and we make it sound like the bible relates to your prayer life and your family devotions and a couple things like that and how much are you serving at church when it is about your whole enterprise it's about god's wisdom for your career to thrive and be meaningful or deal with failure and setback and etc etc it's you help read the scriptures through a, a, a new lens of, of 
all of life, not a sacred mm -hmm. secular divide. Okay, I'm going to pin you down on something. I have a question. Out of what you shared earlier from your coaching, I want to ask you a very specific question because I need okay. to know. Okay, okay this, this sense of being clear, asking the Lord daily. Now, what again is it's not only what is my purpose in my work? Yeah. Well, what am uh, I to focus on? Yeah, that's right, that. And, and then what am I to focus on? And hopefully that flows out of purpose. And, and, yep. not, and being uh, humble that I cannot plan and plot long term, nor even lead my people. Hey, here's what we're going to do six months from now. You can't right. do that. Yeah. So, so, and to be asking the question and have eyes to see where do we need to uh, either reinvent ourselves because we were being conventional of what we had been doing for a decade and that's not going to work now and in the future. Or where do we just refocus? Because we probably our fundamentals are really good but we refocus into a new world. Here's what I feel the pressure of, Sam, as an organizational leader. I'm not sure when is that moment. Do, do I need to feel the pressure now that I should already be seeing what parts of my organization we reinvent? Where, what are the, where do we hive yeah. off a few things and then really focus on our strengths? I appreciated you saying that. That's what I think is going to be for us. I'm feeling a little, I hear you say that and I want to be there. What's, mm -hmm. how, how do I live in the tension between being cool with uncertainty and, and having my head down and, and planning for the week, mm -hmm. what's best, and yeah. then beginning to, when should I see, start seeing insights of the pivot or the new organization mm -hmm. I'm supposed to lead out of this? Yeah. All right, so I want to I give one part of this that I uh, – I'll put I'll put a reputation on in the sense that I'm accountable uh, for for kind of putting this out in front of your people, the people listening this moment, and and uh, it's just this. Um, there's there's something that is there is something mighty that is moving, and I do want you to realize that what. What is ha what we were doing as a society and as a world, and and what this offers us in our humility, in our brokenness, to be again to reform, has a real great. There, there's something mighty God is doing, and and I I doubt not just this very opportunity to have the richness of dialogue that Mike and I are having with you all right now. I want to go back. You're asking practical, so let's. Let's get hard. Um, you know, the, and, and before I do that, uh, I, I want you to know, get hard looks like this. You got to make payroll. You got to make payroll this week, two weeks from now. You've got to figure out where we're going at next. And, and for the last 10 minutes, while we just loved on each other, that I was restless as could be because it, it, I know there are some who are really hard and scared and almost yeah. paralyzed from figuring it out. But I have to say, you, you've got you've to, you have to hear what I'm promising, which is seek God to give you some of the strength that you won't even know where it came from. It's not going to come from my seven steps of success. It's going to come between you and the Lord, but trusting me and come back and put it in my face if it doesn't. Now let's go back to what, 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 what you do in this. When you can only see out a day, then you plan the day. When you can only see out seven days, then that's, that's as far out. You can't see out three years right now. 
you can't see out three years. We can't, we know there's big events that are going to affect the game as we come into the fall and we move into election season. So it's hard to know, but let me speak to real, what you're trying to, to get to. And yeah. Should, should I now be in finding that innovation and having right. so, the but, aha moment or, or is it too early? Yeah, so first of all, if you're in an enterprise that's beyond you as one, the entrepreneur, one, and again, even if you're only one, you're connected to others. The first step you've got to do is create some amount of collaborative genius of thought. You have to create the, the most trusted folk that you can around you and try to discern and communicate what we see and what we can do. And so, and, it, it, and you play it out right now and you get to, we at Lake Forest get to see the modeling of a, a community of leaders at the top of the church trying to figure out what are we gonna be doing week to week when we're, when we're in an environment regulated by rules that we're trying to adopt. And then you, and, and just like we did in the founding of Lake Forest where we had unity, one of, the, one of the reasons why this church under your influence has multiplied is that you had elders who trusted each other and, and committed to collaboratively think through things, including understanding hard decisions. So you, from there, when you look together in the level of communication with the core team around you, you, you look at what do we have to work with? And within that, what is what are the priorities that we can uh, align to and focus on now? That if we do that, take care of matters until the picture starts to get clear. In the course of that, you're just simply trying to align on focus with as far as the sight line can have, that's predictable. And then you still follow the same fundamentals. Think, execute, account one day at a time, if that's what it is, or seven days at a time. You have to be reasonable about it. But there is not a simpler way to, to put that. It's it, when, you're, when you're gathering and you're, you're looking at it, it, the, what are we to do? It, it's, it's like the question we ask of the Lord. What are we to focus on now? If you have a team of 25 employees and you've got a core of three or four that can help you discern. And then you look at how do we communicate so that people have a sense of hope and we look at what we can do within the constraints that we have. And then as a, a, along those ways, along the way of that, there are things you're going to have to recalibrate. It depends on how much time and money we have because time and money helps us determine what we can do. I, I, I'm getting pragmatic, but that's the reality of when you look at it, you as a leader have to set some of the parameters of what you are, are able to uh, risk and or manage. And those set the constraints of how you have to make decisions. But what you, but, but the key on it in this is once you kind of, there's a rational path to this, then you have to realize that you aren't the one who has to solve this. You have to do the best you can and then allow this to be shaped by what you get to, to, to live with and, and trust it that you're, this is one fascinating place. I assure you, faith will emerge out of here that will begin to give you greater clarity within the constraints of the practical reality. I'm gonna go back to the same principles in the lab. 
you are in the revealed the part of it is you're looking to reveal the within a very tight session who are we what are we meant to do what have we been what can you not take away from us the next piece of that is you then start I really i really like that question what can you not take away from us and us be us as an organization a business an enterprise yeah. that's a super right. clarifying question it is well i know because i lived in it <laughs> i mean yeah. You've we, done we, that we, yourself. You've reinvented your own companies multiple uh, and, times. And, and we, do, we do. That's true. You know, and other things, and, and again, it's also there for you, is that understanding there, there, were five, there were five key decisions when you go through trying to figure yourself out when it, it, when it comes to becoming a kingdom builder. And you declare, then you search, then you fight, then you commit, then you endure. Those are five words in a simple publication I did once. And, and you can find it somewhere out there. It's called becoming a kingdom builder. And, and it's just the same notion, which is at this point, we are the, the challenge, and, and it's not unfamiliar to every one of us are experiencing it, but it is, what is it we can do something about? And what is it we must do that is what is more important than just us? And it, it starts to, when you are doing it, there's this funny sense of belonging and a sense of perspective. And there is also a, there's strengthening that's coming out. I can tell you, so, so you hear this, this is not a world that isn't uh, showing lots of signs of, of a recalibration with exciting hope. There is a new muscle in, in our orientation and mindedness on how we can collaborate and do this very presentation right now, as you and I are talking, the a medium by which we can start to communicate that we've normalized, the inefficiencies that are allowing us to, to and also the ability to access resources in a way that's collaborative and faster. Now, I'm not all about faster, I'm just saying, don't underestimate, but let me tell you what's in the way. What's in the way is if you're, if you're wrestling with your anger and you can't get through that, you got to work through that one. The, what's in your way is thinking you're supposed to have answers. You're not allowed to have answers to now because you you're not God. So you got to <laughs> let it unfold. And then out of there, let, lighten your hands and, yeah. and let it start to emerge for you. Those, are well, those, those last couple of things you mentioned are sort of what me and our worship team are here to help folks with the scripture is to handle all that this is stirring up in us personally uh, and handle it in a, in a Holy Spirit way so that we are freed to deal with yeah. things according to reality. Everything that Sam just talked about, um, he has broken down into processes, into mm -hmm. uh, tightly focused coaching sessions, into metrics, into Sam is the guy who drilled into my head when I was a 32-year-old startup pastor. And mm. I want you to have goals every 90 days. You think about them and then you act on them. Yeah, you execute and then we're going to account. And he taught me to live that way and work that way. And I'm grateful for that. So this all gets very tight. And, and it reminds me, Sam, I, there's never been a time for me as an enterprise builder, so to speak, a, a church planting pastor. There's never been a time when I haven't had a mentor or a coach mm. in my life for that part of my life for mm -hmm. enterprise building. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think probably everyone listening, no matter what kind of work you're in, uh, I hope that you, uh, Proverbs says, it, 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 
wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. And that's not just about our prayer life. <laughs> Back to something. That is about what we give ourselves to uh, in our vocation, the thing God has called us to be a part of that leads to greater flourishing in some small or large part of the world or the economic systems that allow families to flourish or not. And uh, there are a number of Lake Forest people who've had you as coach, and I'm sure people could could seek you out, but I hope you, you, you find a coach, friends, uh, because it's an important role I've always had it in my own life. Let me pivot here at the end. Um, and I want to talk about friends, uh, Sam, uh, we've done a lot of life together, Sam. We have been at the temple Mount in Jerusalem together, praying side by side. We've been on the top of Masada where Angie had a heat stroke together. We have, um, oh my goodness, Sam pastorally in year one or two of our church, you and I were the two elders who went to a specific home Mm -hmm. as shepherding elders Mm -hmm. where a woman was able to finally admit she was in an abusive situation. You and I went there, and and not till we showed up for protection did she say, I'm not taking this anymore. I'm leaving uh, for safety. And you and I stood there, and as the F-bombs rained down on us while she got her clothes and things and left, as an extreme act of shepherding, you had eyes this big around because being a shepherding elder was a new thing in your life. Mm. I had eyes this big around because being a pastor, being F-bombed repeatedly was new in my life. We've walked through a lot of life, and that was actually a beautiful uh, there's been some beautiful redemption in her life, I know. Um, so what was pretty neat, we, we went through this immeasurably more vision for our church several years ago. And one of my great, the thing I'm grateful for is God enabled us to have a vision for that in a way that asked the question in each ministry partner's life, what is it that God wants to do immeasurably more through you that maybe you're not daring to ask? Maybe you're not daring to believe the Holy Spirit and step out. And I was in an intimate moment with you and your wife about immeasurably more. We were talking about that vision for our church. And then it was your wife, Velda, who said, well, Sam's had this really immeasurably more vision for a a ministry arm of his work, if you would call it that. Mm -hmm. And it's called Kingdom Builders. And I think this is time for him to be accountable to you, Mike, as his friend and pastor to birth that out into the world. Do you remember that moment? Yeah, I sure do. I actually do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, I I committed to your wife that I would, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, that I would not let that go. Um, and continue. And it's been fun to cheer you on, Sam, participate at moments as you have birthed out into the world kingdom builder. And if you're, if you're, on your device, it's kingdom-builder.org, kingdom-builder.org. Um, it's a kingdom builder box is the, 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 the fundamental thing of it, which is a, a, a scripture carefully selected by you that you've meditated over for business leaders or owners and a thought per day for a 40-day journey. And then there's a dialogue program of get, getting kingdom-minded business owners together for some dialogue sessions and see what the Holy Spirit does. I've, I've had the privilege, you and I led the first kingdom builder group of business yeah. owners here at Lake Forest together three years ago, yeah. two years ago. I've since led several more. Um, uh, and so t- this is a, this, your, your mission of your life work is really focusing into kingdom builders. Your mission is to cultivate more and better kingdom builders around the world. Mm-hmm. And that's your company's missional objective. 
is to support that through kingdom builders, through gifting churches and organizations, through books and publications. Uh, uh, this is now shifted to another larger church locally here in Lake Norman. It's, it's beginning to, to uh, get out among other faith and business leaders. Um, Sam, t- tell me. Uh, you know, well, you, you've said so much in all that, and I think people in their own way can uh, uh, provoke themselves enough to take action and discern for themselves that what we, Mike and I have done in, and, and I have to give that proper, because if imagine being as long as, as two decades and more from it, from it, uh, from the teaching with Mike, with my orientation of building enterprise, and you're right, it is ultimately the the legacy of of work. It has fascinated me that it's it. Uh, while I have a complex of businesses that have that make that that deal in the reality of private enterprise in full secular terms in all the ways that that Mike has described, but but the one that will that will will have sustaining is not my work but the leverage of my work to to spread to spread god's word in a meaningful and relevant way and and it is true that that is that's the offer that is really what what um what mike is talking about we're in a, the the intention here is to release god's word and watch and see the transformative power i do want to encourage because there's just simple something that everyone's common sense knows right now. We are truly in a time of a crisis of trust. We are deep and so out of it comes a fascinating time when I think it's fair to assume that we are we are so disjointed in our, our governmental views of things and as a people, we are mixed up as we search to understand how to be led by by the human dimension and man it's it's messy but when you look inside the church and you look at the body of christ and where it what it is to you and it's a theme throughout what mike has been saying here you must find a place where you can be nurtured by god's wisdom not by man's that that is that is not a debatable discussion in this. <laughs> Seek and you will understand what I'm talking about because, and in a trusted environment where there's, an, it's not about politics. It's about seeking what is God doing in this? I believe this is a, when you talk about the epic sh- factors of, of this next era in my life, I'm 68 years old. I am living with succession inside my businesses with my own children. I'm watching what it is to be. I remember as the, this kind of set in, the privilege of realizing as much as I knew the pain, I was going to be able to bring two millennials through, through the crisis of this time to see how character could get shaped, that it would therefore prepare them to sustain throughout their life that you can only teach by that experience. Well, scripture ties in all of that. So I'm going to go back to uh, in encouraging that you are, you, you tether yourself into the body. And what you're going to see is you're going to see kingdom builders. Those are people who particularly for me are business owners who need to align to causes, get out of your comfort, get out of your issue. As my dad would say, if you don't, if you have enough time to complain about your problem, then I'll give you some more because you need to get out and move to where the world is hurting and begin to 
look at what it is to put the salve of missional, cause-based, relevant resource development for places where there is real hurting, where there's a real need to build and create impact right in the communities where 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 you are and that is a a vitally important part of what i think is going to happen in this next era it's not going to be found in governmental uh, pro programs and solutions you might get happy but it doesn't matter whether you're politically happy around it is tons of contention that will create brokenness of heart go back to the to where it really is happening and you'll see i believe God is moving mightily on the church, not sorta, kinda. I think where it is my most important life work, which is equipping kingdom builders to leverage the work that uh, my three decades of work tied to. And it's not about me. It's I'm just saying to you, get in and realize this is not. There is a mighty movement that I believe you're going to see when you watch the everything you said in the early part, Mike which is God's wisdom yields better, better, healthier businesses. All you got to do is look at the principles of how trust gets built and what that means to how you make a business run. And all of a sudden you start watching the translation when it comes to how people solve problems. The number one inefficiency in any business is conflict of interest because we don't align in unity and clarity. When you put purpose on top of the business, begin to yield with cause, that's what's got to rise up out of that. That's what, that's what, makes uh this kind of call with you mike uh, top priority to me because there can't be anything more important and sam i love it when you get passionate and visionary like you just did in a circle of business owners and then you start throwing out the practicalities of how that looks and i'll never forget sitting in a circle of business owners you you said those kind of things that you just said everybody's leaning in and you said and and it looks like not treating your business like you're a pirate yeah. to loot customers and employees for booty, all the booty you can get for you, but it looks <laughs> like, and then you went on and described and, and the, the head nodding around that circle, that moment was like a bunch of bobbleheads. Um, <laughs> and, and then you tied it to payroll because everybody knew that you know what it is to deal with the pressure of payroll. So, uh, so it does get practical. I want to, one of the things I respect about you, then I'm going to finish by just summarizing kingdom builder material for those who may want to access it mm. and a ministry opportunity. Um, Sam just uh, was passionate about leaning into God's wisdom, not man's wisdom as a business leader. Um, what you need to know is one reason he can say that with respect is you walk into his office he has all of the top business leadership books and organizational leader in his he has mastered the best of human wisdom he doesn't despise it he raids it for what's best and what's most humane in it and not piratical but mm -hmm. then applying god's wisdom over and above sam that's I, i've never said it to you that way but that's one reason i just respect and trust your leadership. That's kind of what I want to be in my field and I hope for others. Let me finish here. Uh, gosh, I appreciate this time. Um, this is just like our conversations right? <laughs> your office or mine or are on the back porch. Um, the kingdom builder, the, this ministry that, that helps you gain a kingdom vision for how could my vocation, how can my work 
no matter what my business or company is or my business unit, how can I operate as a kingdom builder, including harvesting some economics for kingdom purposes? Uh, I happen to know that, that one of Sam and a very closely related business, for example, uh, is a manufacturing company, and this owner is very successful. But he's applying his kingdom project to training startup entrepreneurship skills of mm. people in a third world country and, yep. and starting them in micro businesses. That's an example of a kingdom builder project out of what your work already is. So the kingdom builder program, the basis of it is a kingdom builder box and scripture cards. Um, it's 40 scripture cards with 40 kingdom builder insights and some blank note cards. And a leader can read a card from the box for a 40 day journey, make note of what do they hear from the Holy Spirit on each one. Um, and then it's that's even better when done in the small group dialogue process over a period of 10 weeks uh, that I've led um, uh, a few, uh, I've led several times of just business owners at Lake Forest who I happen to know, and I get them in a small group and we go through the cards daily on our own. And then we get together for five targeted dialogues of becoming a kingdom builder. Um, it's really a powerful transformational journey, um, mm. uh, revealing the power and relevance of God's word applied to leaders in the workplace. And then there's a self workbook um, of uh, the five big decisions mm -hmm. of becoming a kingdom builder. Um, mm. And that's a pretty neat interactive guide. And all of those can be found on, on the website, kingdom dash or hyphen builder dot is it dot org dot org yeah. and right. sam i i also personally want to uh, offer this so mm -hmm. once or twice a year i ask around our staff and go who are some business owners that i haven't met yet who are at lake forest because i like to bless them with kingdom builder and invite them into a small mm -hmm. group journey and at some point sam you and i are going to pilot that for there are plenty of leaders listening to us now who are responsible for large budgets large amounts of people huge yeah. goals within a larger company or organization. And, and this applies to you as well. So mm -hmm. friend, if you're listening, you're, you're one of the, you're, you're an insider here at Lake Forest. And if you're a business owner and would want to be part of one of the next kingdom builder groups mm -hmm. where it's dynamic interaction of business owners with each other. And I facilitate, uh, just reach out to me by email and let me know. And the next time I do it, I'd love to invite you into the group. I think, uh, golly, Mike, I, I just don't, you said so many, um, uh, you just described so much of the, the work of, of, of what you have seen in that, and I, I'm, I'm honored at it. I, I just have to, to, to uh, hearken uh, about one thing, you know, uh, the, the, the thing behind all this that I, I really want us to understand is that, that again, going back to what I've said God is moving mightily, and that if you are blessed with the the gift of leading and and uh, uh, and you embrace that calling, uh, there do understand that there is a there's a mighty responsibility that comes with that, and particularly in this era of time, and and it but it's not all about you. It's also about what you do as you lead team, but the need to have economics. It, it, it is vitally important. It's vitally important that healthy faith-based leaders 
emerge in this era of time in order to protect the freedom behind our country. We must have healthy economics and healthy economics occur when we move at it at the speed of trust embedded in what it is to be growing, not ever trading on that as if somehow because you have some symbol that lets you say, therefore I'm better. It's not about any of that, but it is about watching what God is doing as we start watching connections in the community to create commerce. We have neighborhoods, we have racial matters, we have tons of things that much of it ties to having healthy economics and allowing there to be prosperity of that. So don't don't pretend that it's not a relevant matter that we underpin our world and have a responsibility. We are being nurtured in a body that is cultivating the very best of all that Mike was describing in terms of the books. There is no book that is wiser and more to point about how to build healthy, prosperous enterprise. And I'm not on prosperity theology. I'm on God is prosperous. God is about human flourishing, and he makes that clear from early in Genesis, be fruitful and multiply is his mandate. Take it somewhere. Uh, Tend it. Make it more beautiful. Sam, thank you for your visit today. Perhaps we could have another discussion sometime in the future if you'd come back and we'll talk a little more macro. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where that might go. I love it. Well, thank you. And thank you for uh, just uh, uh, letting us uh, share the time with whoever participated today. I felt like I was right there in life with you. So thanks for the privilege of that. And, and uh, again, um, I just encourage you to step boldly. Do not allow fear to control you. Move toward it. And the way to do that is simply lay it at the feet of the Lord and trust him to give you the courage. Okay. Okay. Thanks for time. (laughs) I'll allow that to be the last word from Elder Sam Froh. Sam, I will see you at our elder retreat this weekend, our annual retreat. And friends, I will see you um, this Sunday or the next at Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. Thank you for being here. Goodbye. Okay, Sam, thank you very much. Yeah, oh, Mike, you too. I, it was great. It was great to be with you. Hey, I've got to run. You probably got to run. I, yeah. I know we've got a double date on the calendar. I'm super happy about that. <laughs> Me too. We'll see each other. Well, I'll oh, see you oh. soon. Okay. Bye, Bye Sam. Bye.